0: Hello, and welcome to the Faith Outfront podcast, where faith and athletics take the stage. You'll hear powerful stories from heroes of sport in our communities that will prayerfully lead you into a closer relationship with Jesus Christ.
1: Nobles, thanks so much for that warm intro. It's always a blessing to co-host with you on our Faith Outfront podcast. As you like to say, my proverbial brother from another mother, just appreciate your heart for the Lord and being such a vital part of this. We're also graced by the presence of our teammate, FCA Ambassador Rich Torriello, who's representing the Fellowship of Christian Athletes with Excellence in the great community of Canton. And on behalf of all of us, we are absolutely thrilled to have with us today the president and CEO of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, none other than David Baker. David, welcome to Faith Out Front. Thanks for joining us.
2: Robert, great to be with you and Rich and Noble.
1: It's an absolute blessing to have you with us. And Uh, The last thing we want to do is take up the time. We want to get right to the questions and hear that wonderful heart of yours in terms of the great leader that you are. Uh, Faith out front, David, is about leadership at the highest levels, demonstrating integrity to the faith that they hold dear. And certainly you are a dynamic leader that represents the cradle of pro football with the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and you've been leading with excellence for a long time. We had an initial question for you, David. You're surrounded by the best of the best. And when you think of the years that you've been the president and CEO of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, in your, from your perspective, what makes a Hall of Famer? What values, virtues, or characteristics make up the DNA of the best of the best that you see from your vantage point?
2: Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, Robert. Uh, you know, first of all, let me clarify a couple things. I don't know if I'm a great leader, but but I'm trying. And, and I think for a lot of people out there, some who might be watching this uh, podcast, uh, they sometimes think that Christians think they're better than anybody else. And, and I'm a Christian not because I'm better than anybody else, but frankly, I'm probably worse. <laughs> and I'm only saved by the grace of Jesus Christ, who in our faith, we believe, died for our sins and rose from the dead uh, so that I can make that Hall of Fame. (laughs) And my Hall of Fame at the Pro Football Hall of Fame is incredibly exclusive. Uh, We have had, um, you know, well over 330 million young men and now women that have played this great game of football. There's only 5 million that have played it in college. There's only 29,000 who've ever been paid to play it, coach it, or officiate it in the National Football League. And as of today, there's only 326 who have a bronze bust here in Canton and only 176, with the passing of Don Shula recently, only 176 living Hall of Famers who we refer to as gold jackets. Now that's exclusive company. To make it, uh, you have to be selected through this process that we have at the Pro Football Hall of Fame that lasts all year long. Uh, And and in the end, you've got to get 80% of the 48 selectors who meet the day before the Super Bowl uh, to you know, to, to, to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And some guys, uh, like Jerry Kramer, waited 45 years. Um, now what's unique about God's Hall of Fame is it's not nearly as exclusive. Anybody can make it in, an and, and it's, it's pretty easy. Um, all you gotta do is believe that Jesus was the Son of God, uh, that he died on the cross, and took our sins upon him, and that he rose from the dead. And that by surrendering our life to him, uh, we kind of get on his team. And and so anybody can get on that team just by saying a simple prayer. Um, But without that, it's incredibly uh, difficult. Uh, In Scripture, um, Jesus said, no man comes to the Father except through me. And what that means is that You've got to be sinless to get to heaven unless you have had Jesus Christ die for you. Now, can you imagine if the criterion for making it into the Pro Football Hall of Fame was that you had to complete every pass if you're a quarterback, or you know, catch every ball if you're a receiver, make every block if you're a lineman, or you know, never fumble if you're a running back, or make every tackle if you're a defender. And some of our guys, you know, interestingly enough, like um, Brett Favre, you know, not too many people realize that Brett Favre, in order to get to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, he's the all-time leader in the history of the NFL in interceptions. Uh, so there's a lot of mistakes that have been made. But yeah, a- a- as a, am a Christian because I'm forgiven. Now, to answer your other question, which is what have I seen in, in these guys that make the Hall of Famer, uh, I got to tell you, kind of like that, intro as a foundation um, these are guys we as fans think fell out of bed great we think that they're there because they're bigger faster and stronger and in reality i can tell you as i've come to know them every one of them fought to be great uh, we calibrate excellence we measure great numbers, uh, at, at the pro football hall of fame and i'm telling you um sometimes they had physical issues they had injuries. Uh, sometimes they had emotional I- issues, uh, issues of integrity. Um, but they got up when they got knocked down, they kept going when they didn't think they could keep going and, and they, they relied on those values of the game. Um, commitment, integrity, courage, respect, excellence, perseverance, uh, even love that you find in that locker room for your teammates and your brothers. They relied on them so much that over a prolonged period of time that they drug a whole lot of other people to a place of greatness and excellence. And so what I found is that it's it's, uh, it's something that's really special. They have a, a, a deep commitment uh, to what they believe. They fought to get better. Uh, they persevered through adversity. And that's a pretty good message for all of us that are going through this pandemic right now.
1: Wow, David, I'll tell you what, appreciate your transparency. What an exceptional answer. And we know the good book says God gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. By your answer, it reflects both the humility that you demonstrate, and I can see why God is blessing your work. And yes and amen to everything you said. Well said. And nobles, I know you had the next question.
0: Yeah, uh, Mr. Baker, a great response to that previous question. I love how you talked about how most people have a perception that Hall of Famers just fall out of bed great, but you made reference to the point that they fought to be great. And I was reminded of a a scripture that the Apostle Paul talks about in the New Testament where he says that, "I I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have remained faithful. Um, More specifically, we understand in the Bible that the book of Hebrews is often referred to as the Hall of Faith. You see everyone from Abraham, Enoch, and so many other individuals that were counted faithful. So my question to you, Mr. Baker, is what do you think some spiritual qualities are that would induct one into God's Hall of Fame?
2: Yeah, again, I think that's pretty simple. I, I don't think it's as hard to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame as it is to get into God's Hall of Fame. Uh, like I said, I think it's, um, I, you've probably seen the videos of me knocking on the door of the Hall of Famers. Uh, and, and it's an incredible moment. Um, you know, I, I learned it the first time when I was um, uh, calling the guys my first year to get them across town. It was in New York to Music City, uh, uh, Radio Music City Hall, uh, to be on the honor show and be revealed to the nation. And my first call was to Michael Strahan. The second was to Derek Brooks, because Derek was a friend of mine. I was excited to call him. The third one was to Ray Guy. And Ray is a punter who had been um, eligible for 29 years in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, uh, but had not been selected. Uh, He almost didn't answer my phone because it was Area code 714, I come from Orange County, California, and it wasn't 330 here in Canton. Um, but he did answer it, and he said, um, he, he said, um, hello, and I said, Ray, this is Dave Baker, I'm the new president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and he said, yes, sir, and that Southern Mississippi draw of his. He said, um, I said, Ray, it is my great privilege, and I got that far, and I could hear him fall to the ground. I could hear his phone rattling around. I could hear his wife going, honey, baby, sweetheart, are you okay? And I thought I'd killed my first Hall of Famer, Noble. And it was two minutes before he got up. And then when he finally did, he got up and he said, he said, you know, I'm sorry. I don't think I realized until now how much this meant to me. So from there, we started bringing these cameras around. And after selection Saturday, that night, we bring them all to the Super Bowl. and I'll go around and knock on their door and welcome them to Canton as a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I'll tell you, most of them cry. Uh, and, and there's cheering and there's crying, um, but it's really something special. And that's why we wanted people to see it. This year we did it uh, at the, uh, this year we did it uh, on the CBS telecast uh, uh, of the conference championships uh, for Bill Cower And then we did it on the, Fox telecast um, for Jimmy Johnson and a whole lot of people got to see how they cried. And Bill Cowher is a very stoic guy. He's got that chin out there. He didn't want anybody to see him cry, but he was crying on that day when his wife and daughter were there. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, I thought he was going to faint. I mean, you know, so did uh, uh, Terry Bradshaw and and Howie Long who were next to him. They were ready to grab him. And when we went to break, he had to get his inhalers because he wasn't breathing. But everybody on the set was crying. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned uh, Jerry Kramer, who waited 45 years for this, or um, Randy Moss was a great one for me, because I got to see. When, when I knocked on their door, Noble, it, it's interesting because they're not thinking about how much money they made. They're not thinking about their trophies or their records. Uh, they're thinking about the mom that drove them to practice when they were eight years old. They were talking, thinking about their dad that didn't let them quit. They're thinking about their teammates that helped them get there. They're thinking about the coach that inspired them to do more than they'd ever thought they could do. And, and they're thinking about their life's journey out of that. And, and, and every one of us has a life's journey. But like I said in my opening comments, um, in God's Hall of Fame, all those guys that are listed there, uh, Abraham, Moses—they—they uh, they all failed. There was a period of time in life where they screwed up, and I got to tell you, uh, I have screwed up plenty. And my screw-ups aren't just in the past. I'm probably going to screw up today and tomorrow too, because I'm human. I'm a sinner. That's what I do. Uh, I, there's a lot of selfishness in me. There's a lot of a lot of sin in me. Uh, but I'm not any different than anybody else in that regard. And I need somebody to say, I got this. And Jesus Christ, in my view, uh, I've been to Israel multiple times. Uh, You know, I believe that he was a historical figure who was the son of God, who died on a cross, who took my sins and everyone else's sins upon him and rose from the dead. Because I'm not perfect. And because I'm not perfect, I'm never going to be with God on my efforts. But uh, because Jesus Christ was perfect, and he took my sins upon him, anybody can get in that Pro Football Hall of Fame. You don't need 80% of the 48 selectors. You don't need a whole career. You just need to humbly say a prayer with your heart and give it to him. And in Revelations 3.20, there's a wonderful verse uh, that is very significant to those who are who would want to be in a Hall of Fame. Uh, just like I knock on the door at the day before the Super Bowl, uh, Revelations 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If any man answers that door, I will come in to him and he to me, and I will dine with him. A- and so it's a lot better to have God knocking on your door than Dave Baker. <laughs> But I, I can tell you, it's pretty cool for those guys. Uh, you know, Brett Favre on that day that we selected him, um, it took 10 hours to select the guys that day after working all year on it. But frankly, it took 10 seconds to select Brett Favre. He knew I was going um, yeah, to be knocking on his door. He, he, he. I knew that I was going to be knocking on his door. He was an automatic for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Every voter knew that. But when I knocked on his door, he had a humility that I'd never seen watching him on TV. He put his hands in his pocket and he hung his head like a little kid. And I told him at that time, I think he was the 302nd player in the history of this game. Players, coaches, and contributors uh, to make it to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And he knew the the shoulders of everyone he stood upon. And... And that's to make it into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. I think it's a very special place. But to make it into God's Pro Football Hall of Fame, well, let me put it this way. At the Pro Football Hall of Fame, guys get a gold jacket. Uh, they get a ring of excellence that's given in front of their fans in the fall. And they get a bronze bust. And I'm told that bronze bust will last for 40,000 years. And I'm hoping that the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, and the great game of football lasts last at least that long but even 40,000 years when you talk about eternity is the blink of an eye and god is knocking on the door of everyone who's listening or watching right now for eternity
0: wow so so many profound uh nuggets of wisdom um great stories that you share mr baker and before i Uh, toss it over to Rich. Um, That scripture, Revelations 3 and 20, you know, where God tells us that he stands at the door and knocks, that that I believe would be our first induction. And then the second induction I believe we all want to hear is uh, when we're at that gate and we hear those two words, well done. Um, And so just listening to all the stories that you shared and uh, just allowing us, you know, into your world as far as what your experience has been, I think that that hall of fame as great as it is still pales in comparison to what we truly are hoping to receive one day and receiving that eternal hall of fame through jesus christ our lord and savior so thank you for that rich
3: david hey, thank you very much for your time and thank you for, for this uh, it's truly an honor you know david um thank you for your testimony um accepting jesus christ as our lord and savior is is the road that i think i have read so many times and how to uh, be part of an eternal life and, and being part of, of god's kingdom and especially uh, last time i saw you uh, briefly was uh, in the presence of coach gibbs and the kellys on the game game plan for life and that that has been a tremendous reading uh since uh he put that uh, reading out there so uh, i want to thank you very much for, uh, for all that you do for the hall of fame uh, i've been going out there since i was early 1970s and i've seen it grow and i'm so proud of, of that institution and what you do and the pro football hall of fame um i'm going to ask you a question and based on the first two elements or the two questions that you were asked who specifically have you come against or come across that personifies or embodies all of the qualities that we just talked about?
2: Well, I'll tell you, one of the great things about this job is I get to be with some pretty spectacular people <laughs> and, and they're not just football players. There's a whole lot of other pretty impressive people that are football fans that you know want to be a part of what we do. But, but, um, you missed, mentioned a couple of them right there. Uh you know, Joe Gibbs is in two hall of fames. Uh, he is in the NASCAR hall of fame and the pro football hall of fame. And, uh, he's also, uh, you would say in a third, which is God's hall of fame. And, and he's a great, has a great heart for other men, especially men who aren't believers to, to share his faith. And, um, I, I would tell you that one of the other cool things about, we call the pro football hall of fame at the hall, the church of football. <laughs> it may not be the all important issue of, uh, Is Jesus Christ the Son of God? Did he die on the cross? Did he rise from the dead? Now, that's pretty important (laughs) to a lot of people. Um, But it is, you know, ecumenical lessons of commitment and perseverance and love and sacrifice. And and you do learn that when you become a part of that team and you surrender yourself to, you know, to the patriot way, if you're, you know, on the Bill Belichick's team, he's going to ask that you buy it. And you learn that when you surrender yourself to that team and become a part of this very special fellowship of Patriots, you actually become more relevant, not less. So that in giving yourself up, you actually get more. And and, and I think Coach Gibbs, you know, if you remember last year, he went through a time where he lost his, uh, I think, 49-year-old son, JD, uh, who was a revered guy in NASCAR. Uh, and, and he went through a time, and he prayed for him a long time, and uh, he, he he had lost them shortly after, you know, the last time we were together, and then then we got together again. He had just won the Daytona 500, uh, which was the team, his race team, the Toyota race team that J.D. Uh, was in charge of, and it was frankly a miraculous race where you had like 43 guys on the track for 100 80 or 100, let's see, what would that be, 170 laps, something like that. There were 10 laps left to go. And there were only three guys out of the race. So there's only 10 laps to go. They still got most everyone there. And then all of a sudden in those last 10 laps, there were three crashes. And pretty soon there was 20 off here and another 10 here. And, you know, in, in the end, there were only 10 guys left. And Coach Gibbs' team went one, two, and three. And you just had this weird feeling that his son was up there looking down on him. And Coach Gates was so overwhelmed with emotion on this. It was was bigger than just winning. It it, it was like he was connected to his son again. Uh, uh, Jim Kelly is a guy. Let me tell you, if God's going to pick a man uh, to fight cancer, uh, you couldn't pick a better guy than somebody who came from a family of uh, six brothers uh, from western Pennsylvania. Uh, whose dad's uh, motto was "Kelly Tough," uh, who pulled himself up by the bootstraps, uh, you know, from the USFL, who played in a blue-collar town like Buffalo, who lost a son uh, who was born on his own birthday, who uh, who went to four straight Super Bowls, only guy ever to do that, and never won, but never give up. Let me tell you, Jim Kelly is a man's man. And through this process, you can't go through what he has with three bouts of cancer and, and, and all the surgeries he's gone through uh, without having some wonderful spiritual things happen for he and his wife, um, Jill. And, and, and so there, there are so many. I've had the opportunity to sit with, um, you know, with Tony Dunchy, uh with Kurt Warner. Uh, I was just on the phone before I got on with you guys with Donnie Schell. Uh, and, and, and there's a lot of men of faith. Uh, who have impressed me as, as very humble uh, guys. And I, I know I'm leaving a lot out, and I'm sorry for that, but I I could probably spend a couple days uh, talking about the men that have been instrumental in my life. I, I would give you one guy. Let me give you one guy who's not in the Hall of Fame.
0: Thanks for tuning in to episode one of the Faith Out Front podcast with David Baker. Be sure to join us next week for the conclusion of our conversation with the president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. God bless you, and thanks for tuning in to the Faith Out Front podcast.